Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Mark McIntyre, who's Senior VP of Operations at Transplace, and Ken Rogers, who's National Transportation Director at Nestle Waters. And today, we're going to talk about control tower visibility, delivering value in transportation. Now, today, everybody's talking about all the challenges that companies are having with transportation, whether it's you know, tight capacity, rising transportation rates, um, more demanding customer delivery expectations, and, and the list goes on and on. So in order to navigate successfully through those challenges, you really need to have you know, timely and accurate visibility to what's happening in your transportation operations. And, and that's where you know, control tower visibility uh, comes in. So what are some of the new capabilities uh, around control tower visibility today? And how are companies leveraging it to deliver business value? Well, that's going to be kind of the main focus of today's conversation. It's certainly great to have you know, both Mark and uh, Ken on the program to kind of share their perspective and the experience uh, around this topic. So Mark, Ken, welcome to the program. Thanks, Adrian. It's a real pleasure to be here. We really appreciate the opportunity. You know, we've done many of these with you and Transplace, and we just really appreciate the long-term partnership with you guys. Great. Thanks. And Ken, thank you also for being part of the program. Likewise. Thank you for the opportunity. So, so Ken, let, let, let's start with you. Um, I, I think most people are probably familiar with Nestle Waters, uh, but just in case, uh, I mean, why don't you just tell us briefly, uh, you know, a little bit about the company and, and, and its supply chain and, and your current role and responsibilities there. Sure, sure. I'm, I'm the director of uh, transportation for the U.S. and Canada. Um, I have seven regional transportation managers across the U.S. and Canada. And, um, you know, this year we're going to ship 700 700,000 shipments, about uh, 500 million in spend. Um, I started with the company um, in 1996. Um, we were still owned by Nestle at that time, but we were, we were called the Perrier Group of America. Um, we had five spring water brands across the U.S. We had six uh, retail factories. Um, our average length of haul was 400 miles uh, in between factory and customer. Um, and then in 2000, we did a rebranding um, to what's known today as Nestle Waters North America. Um, and today we have uh, six regional spring waters. Um, and, and when I say regional, that's the difference, right? Uh, we're 180 miles now from factory to customer. So truly keeping the water in the region. Um, we have one national brand. We make it at all of our factories. That would be the Nestle Pure Life. Um, we have 19 uh, retail factories now. Um, and just last year, drinking water surpassed soda to be the number two beverage in the U.S. Um, and, you know, some of our fastest growing uh, products right now would be the, the sparkling regional spring water. Um, that's growing at about 30 percent uh, this year so really taking a bite out of the, uh, the other categories. Yeah, no, very, very interesting. I can tell you in our family, you know, certainly, uh, you know, water surpasses, uh, you know, soda for, you know, for sure. And, uh, you know, one thing we know about shipping beverage, whether it's water or soda or anything, you know, it's, it's a, it's a heavy product, right. And, uh, sure. has, has its own unique challenges around, uh, you know, transportation. Uh, so, so thank you for the, uh, for, for the overview there. Um, so, so I'll stay with you and then we'll, we'll bring Mark into the conversation here. Uh, so maybe that's a, as a way to get started. I mean, I, as you started working with Transplace now, I had the opportunity to attend 
uh, Transplaces Shipper Symposium uh, earlier this year, and you, you guys did a great uh, you know presentation around this topic, Control Tower. Um, and and you know I'm kind of curious to know a little bit about when you started working with Transplace uh, around this Control Tower solution. I mean, what were you know some of the key capabilities you were looking for? I mean, what, what were some of your goals and objectives that you know that you were trying to achieve? Um, we wanted to have start to finish um, visibility uh, of an order as it's placed and as it moves through the system. We would like to, we wanted to be able to see it every step of the way. And then we wanted to also be able to share information with some of our key customers so that they could access and, and see those orders as well. So, um, you know, working with Transplace, visibility obviously was the number one thing that, that we needed. Um, we wanted to, to show that order from the time it's placed to the time it's appointed uh, to the time it's tendered to a carrier. And then we wanted to get status updates. Um, either, uh, you know, that order is going to be at risk or that order is tracking on time or that order is already delivered or, uh, you know, in, in the worst case scenario, of course, would be that that order is now past due. Um, so that was our focus. And then, to, to drill into it a little bit more, we wanted to um, have some collaboration with our customers. So Transplace created a tool that would allow a customer to log in to, to see their orders in the system, and they could uh, click on a box in their order and send a message to either a Nestle employee or a Transplace employee asking for an update or, or prioritizing, you know, this order is urgent. Uh, please ensure um, carriers on time, and then in turn we can relay that message back to the uh, the carrier. So it's um, it's a very collaborative tool. You know, my my transport managers are in it every day. Um, we're starting to roll with customers now, um, so it's it's very very interesting. You know, I think I think what's interesting in what you just said there, you know, is that this is not only a kind of an internal tool, right? Obviously, to, to you know manage your operations and you know along with with Transplace, this is in some ways almost a customer relationship management tool as well, right? So it's, it's and one of the things that we've been talking about here, you know, for quite some time is one of the trends that we see in the industry is you know the, this increased focus on customer experience. And, and almost the customer satisfaction being a key metric now in supply chain and logistics operations. Obviously, transportation has such a plays an important role in customer experience and customer satisfaction. And it sounds like that was part of your objectives, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the water category is full. So we, we have plenty of competitors out there. And um, <clears throat> the thing that we use to distinguish ourselves, of course, we have a very good quality product. Um, but the other thing is customer service, is, is doing uh, what we said we'd do, uh, stepping up in times of need, uh, honoring customers who, who are having a, a big run on sales and, and delivering short leads to them. So, you know, customer service is very important. And, uh, and Control Tower is one of those tools that, that help us, give us a leg up on our competitors. Right. And I think you probably just touched upon it a little bit here, but my, 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 my next question before I go to Mark now is I was going to say, well, why is ultimately at the end of the day, why is having timely and accurate supply chain visibility, especially around transportation, more important than ever for companies like, like Nestle? Well, as you said earlier, the transportation market is very volatile right now. Um, and, and doing the best we can for our customers is paramount to us. Um, 
in on top of that, you know, uh, water moves at a, at a very high pace through uh, the food category. So um, customers will often, you, you said it earlier, it's a big bulky item. It's something that they don't want to have a lot of inventory on. It's a just-in-time product. And Control Tower is um, a, a live document. It's very flexible. It's very agile. Um, you know, it gives us real-time information that, that we can relate to the customer. And it's, uh, it's helpful, for sure. Great, great. Well, Mark, I'm gonna. You've been patient there, listening all along, and, and obviously, you and uh, you know Ken have been working together, you know, for some time around this. Um, you know, when you listen to kind of everything that Ken just said in terms of you know what the capabilities they were looking for and what the objectives are, the driving forces. I mean, are you hearing the same thing from the other companies you work with? In other words, I mean, what's what's driving demand for supply chain visibility, control tower visibility? Sure, that's a, that's a great question. You know, if you were to go out and poll a um, hundred supply chain leaders across all verticals, I think, and ask them what are the things that are most critical to you, what are the things you need to enhance within your supply chain, I think they would all lead, or the vast majority would lead with visibility. Uh, it's just paramount in today's world. And, and you know, why is that? I think there's uh, a, a laundry list of reasons, but certainly I, I think about three that come to top of mind. Uh, one would be uh, retailer demands. You've already mentioned that retailer demands are at an all-time high. They just continue to get uh, more demanding and more demanding. They've, they've got programs that um, push back fines on shippers if they're late, if uh, their orders aren't filled, but also if they're early, which is really new uh, in the industry, and others are starting to adopt those same practices. And, and you know, that's all around inventory reduction, backroom uh, stock you know, being at a very minimal so that backrooms aren't just cluttered uh, and it's working. You know, there's statistics around this that show it's working. Many others are adopting it. And so I think there's going to be more and more of that. It's all about reliability and, and really where is that order at at all times. Also, um, this control tower is going to give us some enhanced analytics that we haven't had before. Uh, and I think, I think data is a key in this, this whole realm, if you will. And then finally, we live in a consumer-driven world. Uh, if you go online later this afternoon and order something online, you'll immediately get an e a link emailed to you, and you can track that from, from the time it leaves their dock to the time it gets to your doorstep. And so consumers love that. They want that. I, I know my family loves that. And so uh, Control Tower just really helps us close the gap on a lot of those issues. Yeah, that's a great point because I think, you know, we talk about consumers as if consumers are different than b2b workers but we're all the same people right so we we kind of see what we get in the consumer world and we kind of say well hey why can't we have you know if i'm able to track this amazon package or i'm able to track this thing that i ordered from xyz website or i'm able to see you know where my uber driver is and how what the time to estimate a type of arrival is to pick me up why can't i see the same thing for my shipments my my water you know and when that truck is going to arrive so that i can you know, if I need to adjust my labor at my receiving uh, uh, warehouse, you know, I can do so, whatever the case might be, right? So I think, you know, uh, it, 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 you know, we talk about those two worlds as if they're separate, but in reality, we're, we're beginning to see some of these expectations and capabilities that have certainly been more common, if you will, more mature on the consumer side, you know, working their way now into the business world. Uh, which I guess leads me to the next question for you, Mark. Uh, you know, so what new, you talked a little bit about analytics, but what new capabilities are um, you know available today from a control tower standpoint? I mean, what, what are some of the things that are available today that let's say weren't available just a few years ago? 
So, you know, EDI has been around for decades. Um, and, and there's been a, a long uh, time period from EDI to where we are now. And, and there's really been nothing in between to, to enhance that. And, and I think we're really starting to see stuff that is going to definitely enhance um, the customer experience. Uh, it takes EDI to a whole new level. APIs is one example of that. Uh, certainly telematics companies are out there uh, more and more, we, and we're talking to them every day, and how do we become uh, more integrated with those, with those types of companies. Uh, it's a faster setup. There's more advanced analytics around that type of setup. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's more real time, which again, going back to our previous question, uh, is what's really important to people. And so, you know, I, I think we've embraced it. You know, we're, we're talking to our customers all the time about embracing it. And so shippers, 3PLs, carriers, they really need to embrace these new uh, communication solutions uh, to feed into these control towers that will really give their customers and them a much better experience. Okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, we've certainly seen a lot, um, you, you know, particularly over the past couple of years with re real-time freight visibility solutions, um, you know, you know, tapping right into the, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the devices in the trucks to be, get that uh, real-time visibility. Um, and, and certainly, you know, even on the uh, algorithm side, right, with uh, predictive analytics capabilities and machine learning and so forth, a lot of these buzz terms you hear a lot about, Today, I think they're starting to get incorporated into the, this whole area of, of control tower visibility to really, you know, provide capabilities that really weren't, uh, you know, possible uh, or, or scalable just a few years ago. Uh, Ken, going, going back to you, uh, so let's share with us a little bit about how you went about deploying the solution, you know, both, you know, internally with, with your team. You mentioned you've got a team there of, of, of transportation folks that, that use this solution, but as well as with your, you know, you know, carrier partners. And can you share a little bit of some of the results to date? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Starting with the carriers. So um, the predictive analytics you were talking about earlier, we use uh, four kites um, to help us track um, our carrier partners and uh, the orders. We also use, um, you know, EDI through TransPlace. We're using check calls through TransPlace. So between the, the three uh, avenues, we have close to 95% coverage on, on everything. There are some orders that, that, uh, that don't get tracked. Um, because a carrier for one reason or another either thought he was uh, connected EDI or, 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 or thought his dispatch sent a check call for some reason didn't. So it's, it's an, usually an anomaly when, when we uh, find those, those situations. So we started with four kites um, about six months before we rolled Control Tower. Uh, knowing Control Tower was coming, we pushed very hard to get to get folks up and running. Um, and, and as well, before that, we were pushing uh, EDI 214s um, and check calls with our carriers. So our carriers were, were ready when, when, we had, um, when we had the control tower. Everybody was already set and running and uh, TransPlace worked uh, well with, with four kites and great connectivity between control tower and four kites. It, it's seamless to me. Um, and then for my managers, uh, when, we, when we started this, what we did is um, we piloted first our transport managers. So we, we gave them two weeks with the system, you know, go ahead and, and try to find the bug, try to find something that, that uh, you don't like about the system, something that we need changed. Um, after two weeks, our managers came back with a, with a small list, but, but we had some corrections to make. 
um, made those corrections, and then we rolled it to our customer service managers. And, and the same thing, asked them to go ahead and put it through its paces, and, and they came back with some things, but a lot, a lot fewer than the transport managers. And then uh, we gave it to our sales reps and did the same thing. Um, only feedback was, you know, the gee whiz factor. Um, and then, you know, from there, we started piloting with uh, one of our customers um, and got some feedback from them. And uh, so now we're at, at the place where we're ready to roll uh, with, with a couple of customers. Um, and, you know, that's how we did it, uh, you know, one step at a time. With, with pilot testing. So how, how long would you say that, that you know, that, that you, so it sounded like you were working with four kites ahead of time to, and, and the carrier partners to uh, kind of get that in place first prior to, to the control tower. And then once you started pilot testing, how, how long would you say that that whole process has been so far? Well, you know, the ideation part of it um, is what took a long time. Um, you know, I, I had a vision, my transport managers had a vision, folks at transport, this place had a vision and um, getting getting control tower to where it is that just that ideation session that probably took us about six months uh, to get through everybody's vision to to what we wanted to build and then from the time we all came to an agreement to where my guys were piloting it that was um, four months so yeah, Transplace moved very fast once we all came to an agreement on, on uh, what we'd like and how we wanted to see it. It, it went fast after, after that. But, the, you know, and, and I think it should take a long time, that ideation, because, uh, you know, um, you have to bring in your employees and you have to address their needs and, and make them part of the solution because that obviously will help you with, uh, with um, change management down the road. Yeah, no, I completely, I, I completely agree. And I, I mean, back in uh, when I started my career, I was new product development uh, engineer uh, at, at Motorola. And you know, one of the rules of thumb with with product development is that you know uh, the more time you spent in the design phase and making sure you got uh, you know things right, uh, it would be you know things would run more smoothly than if. You know, once you got into, let's say, volume production, you discovered something that was wrong or not right, it would be much more costly and time-consuming to try to fix it at that end, right? So I think doing there's always a benefit of, of investing more time up front to really, uh, to your point, you know, getting the buy-in, getting the input, you know, from, from all the relevant stakeholders. Um, and it sounded like you really had a good collaborative process here to get that definition in place and those requirements in place. And then it sounds like, it, you know, it's been relatively smooth, um, you know, with, as you would expect, you know, iterations, you know, throughout as, as you start, you know, uh, generating some experience here. Uh, so Mark, I mean, um, uh, I mean, what's, what's next, you know, with the solution? I mean, what, what new capabilities are, are on the horizon? So first, you know, I, there's, there's certainly things on the horizon. I'd like to kind of start with, uh, as we have kind of went through this journey with Control Tower, we've discovered that it's, it's giving us a whole new view of the world just from a data standpoint. And so we have this group, uh, we call it Think Tank. It's, uh, it's a bunch of business analysts that pour through this data and they're looking for uh, trends, they're looking for, you know, receiver of choice kind of stuff. And so that's, that's near and dear to Ken's heart. And we hear a lot about shipper of choice, but there's also another part of the equation and that's receiver of choice. And in today's 
tight capacity world, getting those trucks in and out is pretty critical. And so we're kind of pouring through that data to look to see what time stamps look like from uh, arrival to departure at a receiver. So I think that's pretty cool. But just from an enhancement standpoint going forward, uh, certainly international is on our mind. We want to be able to do the same stuff for uh, same track and trace and visibility for uh, ocean shipments um, and be able to plot that out across the map. Uh, and have visibility there. Also, you mentioned it a little bit, uh, predictive analytics. You know, we already have a semblance of that inside a control tower. We would just want to enhance that by uh, machine learning. And, um, you know, you go into an airline system now and book a flight, it'll tell you what percentage that lane typically runs on time. I'm not sure if you can believe that or not, but, you know, it's there. Uh, but we want to use that type of logic and then also bring that into our uh, annual RFP um, events so that we're, we're doing scenario planning on a certain subset of lanes with a certain subset of carriers you know what is the predicted outcome from a service standpoint I, I think that's really important and I'm looking forward to, to getting to that um, we'll also try to incorporate weather uh, market seasonalities you know we're in a very constrained market now but for the most part the market kind of flows each year about the same there's some, some spikes or some some valleys but for the most part it follows the same trend uh, there's a lot of hype right now around machine learning. We've kind of bought into that hype. Uh, we've uh, went out and partnered with a company that's going to help us with that. And so the journey has begun. I'm really excited about it. And then the last thing I would mention, and Ken and I haven't talked about this, it's a little bit Star Wars, but um, and it's going to really take a collaborative carrier partner to do this with us. And I, I think once we do it, uh, it it's going to really – go fast. And, and by that, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm actively looking for and have talked to many carriers about, is there a way for TransPlace to tap into the carrier's telematics? Can I tap into uh, Omnitrax or to PeopleNet or whatever system they're using? And, you know, obviously there has to be firewalls and, and things that I don't need to see, don't want to see. But what I would love to see is, A, where's the truck, obviously. But Taking that a step further, I'd like to see, is that truck empty? And if it is, is it unplanned? And so in today's world, carriers are coming in 150, 200% overbooked every day, and so it's not an issue. But, you know, as we all know, it's cyclical, and, and at some point it's going to become an issue for them again. And so I believe we can be a better partner to carriers by helping them fill their empty miles and, and just keep, you know, loads on those trucks. You know, today a load may deliver in, Riverside, California, and we may have a load in Rancho Cucamonga, California, and with this new thought, we can just keep that truck rolling uh, and really eliminate some deadhead miles. So I'm, I'm actively pursuing that. I, I think that's, uh, you know, probably not Star Wars, but uh, it's going to definitely take a collaborative, open-minded partner. You know, I, I thought you were going to say you were going to build a Death Star when you said, uh, <laughs> you know, Star Wars. So oh, I got we're working on that. <laughs> you, you know, you, you got me all excited there, but but no, but but what you just talked about it is certainly, uh, uh, you know, in all seriousness, uh, I think certainly something. Actually, we just today, you know, uh, wrote on talking logistics something I think related to that in terms of really having forward visibility to available capacity, right? So if you know that a truck that's currently booked uh, is going to be in, uh, let's say, it's going from Boston to Chicago, it's going to be in Chicago in two days' time. You got that visibility, and you've got a load that you know it's going to originate in Chicago in two days' time you know, you can keep that truck moving and, and, you know, with the appropriate business rules and all that kind of, I think it becomes a win, win, win for, for all the, uh, you know, the, the stakeholders involved there. Um, you know, Ken, yeah, go ahead. 
you know, carriers have been doing that themselves inside of their own networks for years. Uh, so that's nothing new to them. But, you know, I sit in a centralized model where I have 40 customers under one roof. And so I have to believe that, you know, it would help carriers on their side to just keep those trucks moving. Could even reduce staffing needs for them if I was able to just close the loop for them. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the bottom line being is that, you know, a lot of these new technologies are, are opening doors to new possibilities and opportunities. And, and then obviously, you know, at the foundation of a lot of this is all this, you know, volume of, of data that now you're able through the appropriate use of technology convert into insights that uh, ultimately uh, is going to drive continuous improvement and, you know, new, new ways to drive uh, efficiencies in, in the operations. Uh, Ken, uh, same question to you. I mean, what, what's next for, for Nestle Waters? I mean, what are some of the things you're looking at and, you know, particularly within the realm of control tower visibility? Um, so what's next for us is to, to roll with more customers than, than what we have piloted so far. Um, eventually, I'd like to be able to eliminate our track and trace program and, and turn, <clears throat> turn those customers that were doing the track and trace go right onto control tower and let them... Uh, uh, see their their own orders um, live as they need to as they need to see them. Um, so that that's that's the the biggest thing. Um, futuristic. I, I love the Star Wars that Mark talked about. Um, we we have a um, uh, a communication button for our customers on on Control Tower to let them ask questions about their order. Um, I would like to have a, a page for our carriers so our carriers could log in, they could see their orders, and they could also send us messages, and likewise, we could send them messages. So if a customer, uh, for instance, is looking for an order, and, and that came across one of my transport managers, he could, in Control Tower, shoot an IM message directly to his carrier, get the message, and then reply right back to the customer, all in one system. Um, so futuristic, that's, that's really what I would like to see. Um, right now I'm, I'm happy with what we have, but I, I think futuristic, that would, that would be helpful. And also I, I like the Star Wars that, that would be great. Partner with our carriers more, keep them moving. Well, it's, it sounds like we'll, we'll have to do a, 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 another episode at some point down the road. We'll, we'll probably start, you know, title it somewhere, somewhere along the line, Star Wars, if George Lucas gives us permission to. But, you know, we can follow up on, on this idea and, and see how it uh, uh, has evolved. But, as, you know, we're running short on time here. So I just want to, you know, kind of as a way to wrap up. And, Ken, I'll start with you. And then, Mark, you can add your, your thoughts as well. Uh, so, so, Ken, you know, as a way to wrap up, I mean, what, what advice or recommendations would you give to other you know, companies that are looking to undertake a similar journey that you've been on so far? Um, well, the first thing is that this isn't the silver bullet. This isn't going to fix all of our problems. Um, it's going to help us communicate better to our, our customers and our carriers. Um, so in that sense, it's an improvement, but you're still going to have issues. Things are still going to come up and, and the wheels are going to come off at some point. And, and uh, so it's not a silver bullet. Um, so don't, don't look at it that way as you as you roll this out. Go slow. Um, ask a lot of questions. Involve a lot of people on your team. Um, get them involved early, and that's just going to help you down the road with change management. So that's that's my recommendation. No, great, great, great input there. I think you know. Uh, I think history has shown that companies, whether it's 
control tower, whether it's an ERP implementation, whether it's any, any kind of enterprise technology that if they go in expecting it to be a silver bullet to solve X, you know, they're going to be greatly disappointed because exceptions occur. Uh, people are still involved in, in a lot of these processes, especially when things break down. And, and, and then again, you, you know, I think if, you, if you're trying to automate a broken process uh, and then also look at the process side of things, uh, you, you know, you're setting yourself up for failure there. So I think that's great to, you know, look at the technology, but also look at it as an opportunity perhaps to transform some of the business processes and the way you communicate and collaborate with all the uh, relevant stakeholders there. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Mark, your, your thoughts on words of advice or recommendations? I think Ken really nailed it. You know, I appreciate the partnership and how we went through this process together. It was, uh, it was very much collaborative. Um, we gained functional, uh, cross-functional um, requirements from all different parts of the Nestle organization. Uh, I think that's important to get buy-in from all those cross-functional groups. Uh, it helps down the road for sure. And then, and then we didn't try to do it right away. We tried to do it right. And so um, we took our time. Uh, I think we're all pretty proud of the, uh, of the results. And, and, you know, like with any type of new functionality, you want to test it and, and try to break it. And, and we, we took our time and did that. And, uh, you know, again, pretty proud of what we developed. Great. Well, I, I think we covered a lot of ground here today. It's certainly a very meaty topic. I always say at the end of all our episodes, you know, we always just manage to scratch the surface on, on these topics. But I think both of you provided some great you know, insights and, and perspective and, and Ken, with your experience, uh, uh, you know, uh, using this so far and, and providing your insights on that and, and Mark, uh, your thoughts as well. So I, I know you both are very busy gentlemen, so I, I really appreciate you both making the time to be with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Great. I, I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, uh, either at the Transplace uh, website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment uh, for Ken and Mark, you can post it there, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us uh, on this episode of Talking Logistics, and look forward to seeing you again in the future. Have a great day.